You know the vibes. We're back with another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K22. BJ, how you doing today? How was your workout? I hit you earlier. You said you're working out. How was your workout? Yeah, you know, Mo, I work out. I expect the players to be in shape. I expect me, you, <laughs> to be in shape. <laughs> I'm going to share this with our listeners. The other day, the other day, talking to BJ, he could hear me eating in the background. He goes, Mo, what are you eating? I said, I'm eating some fries. He said, Mo, 2024 is coming soon. Better be ready for that game. So today I was working out too. I was in the gym, much to BJ's dismay, working out in the gym, getting shots up, mm-hmm. working on some handles, mm-hmm. working on some shooting drills. But here's what mm-hmm. I do. I throw a defender in the mix when I'm working out. I say, yo, I'm going to be shooting from this spot. Come and put a hand in my face. Try block this. I'm going to try make it. Okay, bro. We get it. I'm just trying to do my thing. Get back on the court. Get back on the court. Went to the physio the other day. He's telling me how to get my body right. He's telling me that they misdiagnosed my knee when I was 17. And I should have had an operation back then, which would have changed my life because I could have carried on playing. But uh, we move with the torn meniscus. As we continue, I'm trying to just unleash my power with what I've got left in my knees. And speaking of unleashing my power, you guys at home can unleash your power and earn all new rewards in my career and my team in NBA 2K22 Season 5. The Power Within is available now. So make sure you hit the link in our description. Go and get yourself a copy of NBA 2K22. And while that's downloading, listen to this episode because BJ Armstrong, we need to have a conversation. In the words of Kendrick Perkins, we need to address it like the numbers of the house. And the houses that we're going to be addressing. Don't go here, Mo. Mo, don't do it. Mo, the listeners are not ready for this, Mo. Mo, don't do it. Listen, the houses that I'm addressing, they're not just any houses. Please don't do this, Mo. They're big boy mansions. They're houses on the West Coast. The houses in the sunshine and the palm trees in California. We're talking about the house that used to be known as Staples Center. But ever since it's been renamed as the Crypto.com Arena, it ain't had that Staples Center feeling because the Los Angeles Lakers, they've not been protecting home court. Sunday night, BJ Armstrong, what did we see? The New Orleans Pelicans, the team that the Lakers took Anthony Davis from for a bunch of young guys and picks, walks back into that building and they laid down the law. They said, we're not the ones. We're not the ones you can mess with. Shouts to CJ McCollum doing his thing since he became a member of the Pelicans. That man has been unstoppable. Shout out to Brandon Ingram. He doesn't get the love that he deserves. Most importantly, shout out to me. Because as a Boston Celtics fan, I'm loving it. The Lakers are crumbling. (laughs) Meanwhile, things are looking up for the seas. Mo, Mo. But we don't gotta talk about go the Lakers. Here, Mo. Mo, we, no, we don't have make to. Me we go owe here. it to the no, people. No, no, because because you see what it is, BJ. I see a lot of things. I see a lot of shows. I see a lot of quote unquote analysts saying things about the NBA, in particular the Lakers. Is their number one favorite topic to discuss? I saw something today saying 
the Lakers should trade LeBron for Tyler Hero and a bunch of pieces from Miami. Now, I feel like we owe it to the people, to the fans who love this game, to actually bring them an intelligent conversation around basketball. Not what we think will get us the headlines. We're going to tell the people what they need to know about why it's not working in Los Angeles. None of the drama, none of the gossip, none of the rumors. We're talking straight buckets. So we're going to break it down for them, what we're seeing on the court. Because we could talk about the roster construction and all of these things. But we're not going to do what the other shows do. We're not out here looking for headlines. We're not out here looking to go viral. We're out here looking to bring you guys at home the best basketball podcast in the world. And to do that, unlike the other shows, we're going to talk about basketball. BJ, break down this game for me last night. What were you seeing on the court? You know, Mo, this is what we call real barbershop talk. That's facts. And in the barbershop, we always say this, Mo. And as we are working together and we're doing our thing, we have to start off in the barbershop by saying, I'm with you when you're right, Mo. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, OG, hit me. I'm with you when you're right now, Mo. The OGs that I listen to, they always would say this. I'm going to shout praise, but I'm going to whisper the truth. Okay. 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 Now, I'm going to shout the praise, but I'm going to whisper this truth. Because most times, especially today, they're going to take the truth as criticism. Yep. Okay. So now, Mo, that we've set the parameters. Okay. What you want? Let's go into it. Let's do it. Now, what you want here, Mo? Because right now, I'm going to say it again so that the people in the UK can have this talk. When they come up to you, Mo, they're supposed to say tomorrow, I'm with you when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping- we know what that means, Mo. We know what that means. <laughs> now, Mo, what you want to know? And let's have us a nice discussion. And let's open it up. That's facts. Let's talk about this game against the Pelicans in particular. Because there's been a flurry of problems for the Lakers throughout the season. You know, the Clippers coming in there and beating them, you know, owning LA now. Tyloo 6-0 against the Lakers in all matchups against them. But this Pelicans game was really the exclamation point for what's been a really bad run of form. After the trade deadline, they made no moves. They said, these are our guys. We're going to roll with this group. There weren't many moves they could make, in all fairness, but they made zero moves, okay? So what have we got on the court? We've got LeBron James, 32 points, doing what he does. Now, I can't be mad at LeBron James. The man is 37 years old. So to hear the Laker fans booing him, I thought was outrageous because he's doing, there's not much more you can expect. How many other 37-year-olds on earth to have ever played this game are going to be serving you up 30 points tonight. There's not many, okay? The problem is not LeBron James. Anthony Davis out injured. I can't criticize a man for being injured, okay? But let's look at what they're working with here. LeBron James dropped 32. Russell Westbrook, though, 16 points, 5 of 15 from the field with seven turnovers. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear them complaining about the turnovers when LeBron also had seven too, okay? 
Dwight Howard, six points, 11 rebounds. Austin Reeves, two points. Trevor Ariza, three points. Melo had 13 off the bench in 30 minutes. Talon Horn Tucker, the man they refused to trade for Kyle Lowry, five points. Malik Monk, zero points. Stanley Johnson, four. Wayne Ellington. So what I'm saying is here, LeBron's doing what he can do. But at this point in his career, it's unfair to expect him to carry teams to wins like he has done throughout his career. He is 37 years old. The rest of the team needs to step up. Now, where does that start? Teamwork, chemistry, consistency. I saw a play where Malik Monk was hustling back on defense, to his credit, and the Pelicans were trying to throw a, a lob play. And he rose into the sky and snatched the ball out of the air. Now, this was a highlight. It set the timeline ablaze. But I looked at the Lakers bench. No one reacted. So that says to me, what's really going on here? Are these guys really committed to winning? But then I look at it in a basketball sense. We've got a Trevor Ariza who's, I don't know, 36 years old now, trying to chase CJ McCollum around screens and keep up with him. In the year 2022, that's simply not happening. We're starting Dwight Howard at center. Now, I love Dwight Howard. That's my guy, as you guys know. But at this stage of his career, he ain't the Dwight Howard that we know, that we love and respect. Kamala Anthony, the primary bench scorer, is also up there in the years. They've got all these veterans, all these guys on one-year deals. But I think we set the expectations too high for this Lakers team based on what we've seen LeBron do before. And I think maybe we need to just lower our expectations and look at this team for what it is. BJ Armstrong. Your thoughts. Yes, sir. Well, you know, Mo, I was, I was listening and, and watching last night. I'm watching the game. I live out here in L.A., so I'm pretty close. And I'm, you know, just going around, talking to other executives, talking to the media. And then that way I can come to my own conclusions. You're only as good, Mo, as your best player. That's fair. Now, my question is the following. To me, it is clear what is going on right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, right now, the Lakers are looking for leadership. Leadership is going to come one of four places. In order to have a chance to win a championship, you have to have leader for at least, you have to have leadership at least in two of these, of these positions. And I don't care which two it comes from, but it's a minimum that you have to have in order to have a chance, let alone win. You have the owner. Yep. You have the executives. Mm-hmm. You have the head coach. And you have the players. So which two? You need, you, I don't care which two it comes from, but you got to have two. Okay. You have to have two. All right. Now. When you start looking around the league, you have to look at the level of leadership. Is there any doubt where the leadership is coming from when you say the Miami Heat? Pat Riley is leading the group. Eric Spolstra provides excellent leadership. And right now, you see Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. UD. Okay, you see Bam providing leadership 
to the group. When you look at the Golden State Warriors, is there any question that Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and company, they're providing leadership. When you look at now the Memphis Sun, I mean the Memphis Grizzlies, Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, the Phoenix Suns. Okay. They've lost two out of their last three. It's not a coincidence, Mo, because you've taken their the leadership. leadership. Especially at that point guard position. At that position in Chris Paul. You got Monty Williams there. You got James Jones there. Okay. Is, leadership is the essence, is critical when you when you start breaking down a franchise. So now when I look at the Lakers, I'm saying you have the owner, you have the executives, you have the coach, you have the players. Which one right now, Mo, is leading? Right now, as it stands, as I can see it, I can't see that leadership coming from anywhere. Okay. Now, if you can't see leadership, mm -hmm. then Mo, what you saw last night is what happens when there's no leader in the room. Mm -hmm. and, and I will say this, though. LeBron has tried to lead this team. Okay. But your I didn't but, but see it last lead, night. Mo, but, word, but Mo, when you lead, your words, your actions, and your behaviors have to all be lined up. When you watch that game last night, I heard people saying one thing, but I saw their actions. I, I, I just want to also say this, you know, just slightly veering off the court here. Okay, go take a view. Your leader on the court in LeBron James just spent All-Star okay. Weekend telling everyone he's leaving the team. That's that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to comment no. on it. I'm just going to say the facts. Now, okay, so if that is your leader, then... What do we, what should we expect? Because leadership is essential to winning. That's business one-on-one. You don't win in this league by mistakes. You don't lose in this league by mistakes. When you lead, you, I'm going to give you a choice. You lead, you follow, or you get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Who is the leader of this group? Because right now, that's the problem. I hear it. That's the problem. Now, who's the leader? And when we identify the leader, I'm going to do what they always say in the movies. Take me to your leader. Take me to your leader, Mo. Who's the leader of the Lakers? Because it's obvious to me watching. We can sit here and talk all we want. Oh, well, they're going to get it together. You can tell me such and such is averaging all these points. Okay, that sounds good. Who Who is that? I, I want to know. Until <laughs> we can answer that, then I'm just going to keep watching. And I, I want to know this, right? Because you see me, when, I, when I've been adamant throughout the season that the Lakers can get it together, I don't mean the Lakers can get it together. I mean LeBron can get everyone out of his way and win games. Because of my PTSD of watching him do it to the Eastern Conference for so many seasons. But the longer I watch this season, Unfortunately, he's no longer that same LeBron James. He's a great player still. I'm not criticizing him. He can still go out and get his numbers. But as one executive around the league said, he can no longer carry the team in the way that he did before. Well, well I think that's obvious. You know, we don't have to. There's one thing I want to say. Listen, 
about uh, players. You know, the hardest thing to do as a player, and I'm speaking for myself and any player, is when you age, because you know. And when you age, your experience will still allow you, if you get enough touches, to put up numbers in this league. Okay? At one point, Mo, you know, I played with enough stars, I've watched enough stars, and I can say this. Mo, at one point, some of these players are so good that they can score 30, 35 points in a game, play, do what they need to do, and win the game, and they can carry the game. Then, Mo, as you age, you can still score 30, 35 points in a game, but you don't have the energy to carry the game anymore. Mm. Okay? That happens to everybody. This isn't anything new. I have to, when you're watching someone do something, Mo, like what you see LeBron James doing, there's nothing I can say because, Mo, at 37 years of age, let me tell you what's going to happen. The wheels are going to come off at some point. Father, time remains undefeated. At 35, 36, Mo, at some point here, the wheels are going to come off. You know why, Mo? Because you can't continue. It's just, it's, it's, it's natural. But what you can do, Mo, is you can continue to contribute in ways and put yourself in position. The greatest example I've seen in what I would consider the modern era has been Tim Duncan. Mm. When he came into this league, he was the first option. And then when Tony Parkinum came, he moved to the second option. When Ginobili came, he moved to the third option. By the time they won their fifth, by the time they won their fifth championship, he was a shell of himself, but he still knew how to play strategically when he needed to be Tim Duncan. He couldn't be Tim Duncan for seven games in a series anymore, but he could be Tim Duncan for one game. And 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 I knew this watching. Greg Popovich would tell him, I need you to be Tim Duncan in game six. Mm. Because he knew he could only do it every so often. That's yeah, what happens that, when you age. With that knee you brace on. He do was playing that. one leg. Yeah. You can't do that. He can't be Tim Duncan every night. LeBron James can't be that LeBron James that we, that we had the luxury of watching now for 19 years. He can't do that like he used to. But for one or two nights, maybe a week, he can still do that. And I'm going to let him be where he's at in his career. That's where every athlete, every year is a new year. This is where you're at. So now we have to say, where is he at? Because that LeBron that carried him, what did they, they, they go to, Mo? Nine straight NBA finals? Yeah. Or something? Or it, 10, it whatever they From went to? Okay. 2011 up until that. 2018. But can he still average 28, 29 points a game? Of course, you're watching him do it now. Can he still score 29, 30 points and win and beat a team like the, like the you know, last night they played the New Orleans Pelicans? He can't do that. that, that that's obvious. So can look, he still contribute and play at a high level? Yes. But, so, Mo, it's a different game now. So looking at the rest of the roster, then, are you seeing this season as a write-off or are you seeing other guys that could potentially I don't step up see, if they were I don't in the right it. positions? Because I was I watching the game. It. And I see like 
some of the lineups confused me. I personally, if you're playing a player like Russell Westbrook, who's not a long distance shooter, who needs to attack on the inside of the paint, playing him in lineups with Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan on the okay. offensive end confused me a lot because the defense pays no attention to those guys. Okay, they can Mo. just clog the paint. Okay. Here's the thing, Mo. It's easy for me to say the obvious. Clearly, this roster is flawed. But yeah. every yeah, we've team said in the before. league can say that. Mo, every team has to deal with protocols. Every team has had to deal with COVID. Every team has had to deal with injuries. Clearly, there's no perfect roster in the entire NBA. Believe it or not, Mo, the same problems the Lakers have, the same problem the Phoenix Suns have. Winning just covers everything up. The same, Mo, I've been on championship team. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this, Mo. I'm going to give you another little secret. When I got traded from the, from the Bulls, one of the greatest lessons I learned was everybody's got the same problems. <laughs> Except when you win, <laughs> your problems just get swept under the rug. Mm. That's why the coaches always say, Winning covers a multitude of sins. Winning, if the Phoenix Suns go on a five-game losing streak, you and I are going to be doing a show talking about what's going on in Phoenix. <laughs> I still wouldn't be worried, just for the record. Okay. Because yeah, CP's yeah, coming yeah. back. But you're, going to be, but you're going to be concerned. I'll be disappointed. You're going to be concerned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Believe it or not, the Lakers have the same problems as the best team in the league. Now, the difference is, instead of just stating the obvious, oh, they're their roster, and then you know, I love it when people get on Russell Westbrook, and here, here, here's what leadership looks like, Mo. The reason you are a leader or the head coach is you got to put people in position. That's what to I'm succeed. saying. Russell because Westbrook, he's taking Russell the blame, Westbrook, but it's not his fault. Russell Westbrook. He say what you want to about Russell. Russell may not make the best of decisions. He may not be able to shoot. He may not whatever whatever you say he can't do. He that may be true, but let me tell you what Russell does do. He shows up to the job. That's Every business one on one, and he plays hard. So, and he plays hard. So if a, you get a you give me a player that plays hard and is going to show up, then it's my job as the head coach to find something that he can do that's going to help us win the game. This is why I was so confused at a trade deadline, why they didn't do anything. Because... What, what can they do, Mo? What can they do? Okay, so let's first, look at that. First of what all... What can okay, they do, okay, okay, first of all, you hear the, the Clippers are looking to trade Serge Ibaka, the Milwaukee Bucks come out and get him. I'll be trying to get Serge Ibaka's put on this roster. Why? Serge Ibaka can not only play defense, but he can shoot that three ball as well. So when Russell Westbrook is on the court, the defense has to respect Serge Ibaka to a level where they don't currently respect Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan. If you look at how Jonas Valanciunas played defense last night, when they tried to space with their big man parked out on the perimeter, he turned his back to them and he just looked at Russell Westbrook and he just stood in the paint waiting for him to drive. I would okay, have gone and tried so to get a big who could actually space the floor because that's what Russell Westbrook would need right now at this stage of his career to make the offensive side of the ball a little bit easier, more catered towards his game. Can I tell you something as a guard? Go ahead. Okay. We refer to Chris Paul as the point guy. 
right? Many do. Why do we re- why do we refer to him as that? The reason we refer to him as that is because he is an excellent decision maker. Yep. Right? Now I'm going to ask you a question, Mo, and I'm going to let you. I'm going to steer you down the path so that you can see the position from the guard position. When you watch DeAndre Jordan, when you watch JaVale McGee, when you watch Bismack Biombo, what do they all do playing with the point guard? This is, this is one of the roll. guys considered screen the- roll going downhill, okay. catching lobs. Okay. Why do you think Chris Paul wants his bigs to all roll? Why? Just tell me why. Because it applies pressure on the defense. Because if the defense okay. goes to the bigs, then he's got an easy mid-range. Why do you think Chris Paul doesn't want to play with pick and pop guys? Because it's easier to contain Chris Paul then. There's no pressure on the rim. Okay. As a point guard, not to the level of Chris Paul, I want all my guys to pick and roll. Because when you pick and pop, I have to be four defensive. I have to be three defensive players. Okay. I have to beat the guy that's guarding me. I have to beat the guy that's guarding the guy that's setting the screen for me. And that guy is going to be in my way because more times than not, I can't turn the corner with mm-hmm. a pick and pop guy. And also a pick and pop doesn't collapse the defense in the same way to get your wing shoes okay. involved. Okay. So all of this pick and pop, it sounds good. It sounds great. It sounds terrific. You can't win without applying pressure to that basket. Yep. You have to, you have to attack that rim, Mo, because that's the one area, the one thing that collapses the defense. So you have to have a point guard who can play downhill yep. a la John Morant. Or you have to have bigs who can roll to the basket. Okay, you so you gotta have a go ahead. Russell Westbrook can play downhill still. At this stage in his career. No, 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 no. Oh, do you disagree? He could. No, no, no. He can't do it at the consistency he once did. Father time, Mo, doesn't okay, miss okay, anyone. But, but I'll tell you this. I'd rather have Russell Westbrook attacking downhill than I would having him isolated with the other four players stood around the perimeter. Okay. That's a choice that the leadership, you or someone, has to make. If Russell Westbrook could attack the basket, we wouldn't be having this question, having this discussion. Okay, okay, so then why have they got him isolating with the other four guys stood around? This, the is the, but this is the point I keep saying about the leadership. Everybody's game changes over time. At one point, Michael Jordan was could play downhill. 96, 97, 8, I saw a guy shooting fadeaway jump shots. Same player. Mm-hmm. Same coach. Same system. You, as the coach, you got to find out what can this team do? What can these individuals do that's going to allow them to do what they need to do? I can't, that Michael Jordan that you saw in 87, 88, flying around, talking <laughs> about, Edge you didn't see that in 96, 97, 98. You saw a guy walking the ball up the court. You saw a guy posting up. We get to he my spot. Basically a, that's what you saw. But if I ask Michael Jordan to do that, like he was doing it in 91, 92, 93, that's not, I'm not leading. I'm asking him to do something he's not capable of doing. Now, are, will there be nights where he'll have like a little spring in his legs? Okay.
okay. But not like it was in 91, 92, 93. That's why I always laugh when people tell me, oh, the greatest team of all time is 90, whatever. I don't know what year, 96 Bulls. The 96 Bulls, that 96 Jordan is not beating the 92 Jordan. Mm -hmm. Because the 92 Jordan was a monster. (laughs) The 92 Jordan is not going to lose to the 96 Jordan because the 96 Jordan couldn't physically dominate the game like the 92 Jordan could. 92 Jordan, there was no stopping him. 96 Jordan, you had a chance. And they still could. You had a chance. And they still could. Because his game was that refined. He could pick his moments. Okay, so so if you were coaching Russell Westbrook right now, how would I'm you taking be the trying ball to get out of, him I'm to taking play? the First of all, I'm taking the ball out of his hands. And turning him into a slasher. No, no, we're not slashing. I'm taking the ball out of his hands. Okay, and then the what you The first thing I'm going to do is Russell. If I'm playing, if I'm coaching Russell Westbrook, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take the ball out of his hands. Why? Because Russell, Russell in his career hasn't done this on a consistent basis. He doesn't manage the game. You hear me say this all the time, Mo. You have to have someone okay. that's going to manage okay, but, the game. But so so, so I'm going to ask Russell yeah. to do something that he can't do, first of all. That's not fair to Russell. What is so, so, Russell's <laughs> best attribute? Attack the basket. There we go. So you're not taking the ball out of his hands. I'm taking the ball out of his hands. And what are you having him do then? How are you having him play? I, I'm having him. I'm having him play. With one thing in mind, Russell, this is what you do. When I give the, <laughs> I'm just going back to the lessons of playing this game. Yeah, I'm dribbling up the, I'm dribbling up the court more. I, I, I never forget. I was in Miami. I think it was my first or second year. I dribble the ball up. I throw it to Michael. I feel the corner like I was supposed to feel. Phil calls a timeout. He's cursing me. You da 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 da. You da 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 da. I mean, Mo. He's going off on me. Why? He's, why? Because he said, why did you throw Michael the ball? You knew he was going to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, he couldn't yell at Michael Jordan like that. But Mo, when I tell you this wasn't a timeout to tell me what play to run next or what we need to do, this was a BJ, let me MF him. So that Michael knows you got to play with the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. He also knew that I knew how to manage the game. Don't throw the ball at him because you know what he's going to do. I'm not asking Michael Jordan to change. Wait, Michael, don't shoot the ball now. Like, <laughs> this is not the right. that's not how this works, Mo. You don't get Russell Westbrook and say, well, I need Russell to change. No, you know what Russell was going to do. So now, guess what we have to do, Mo? We have to manage his instincts. Why? Because the best players in the game play on their instincts. They yep. have to be instinctive. Yep. The best players in this game has to be instinctively aggressive. That's what you're watching with Joel Embiid. He's yep. playing on his instincts, and he's ultra-aggressive right now. That's what the best players do. That's what Giannis does. LeBron wasn't instinctively aggressive last night. LeBron was thinking. LeBron was trying to fit. What did they say? Well, we're trying to figure it out. I don't hear what's the name of them say. They're figuring out. They're saying they're the best duo in the, in the, in the league right now. <laughs> and that's After two, two games, games in. <laughs> that's two games. You understand? Yep. 
So when you have Russell Westbrook, it is my job now to put Russell Westbrook in position where he can be all of Russell Westbrook. Russ, to me, what would you want if you watch Russell Westbrook in the international play? He is terrific because he just attacks and we don't ask him to be the lead guard. We don't ask him to manage the game. We're not asking him to make sure he gets, uh, uh, you know, Dwight Howard in the game or AD you Russell, you just attack the basket. Okay. That's so he- what we would do. That's what I would do. I'm first. That's the first thing I'm doing. I'm taking him off the ball. The second thing I'm doing, the second thing I'm doing is I got to put LeBron James where he can be the best version of himself. Meaning if LeBron James is just going to be a three or a two or whatever, he's not the best version. He has have this man playing night, the five. They had him playing night, the five. <laughs> every night I have to find LeBron James advantage on the floor. At yep. this stage of his career, he's not going to be able to shoot the gaps like he once could and dominate the game on the defensive end. Therefore, I got to put him at the one sum. I got to put him at the two sum, the three or the four. I would be careful putting him at the five because I don't want to wear him out. And the reason I don't want to put him at the five is because I'm a, then I would force him to run from baseline to baseline. I got to shorten the game up for him at this stage. I got to help this man. This man is 37 years old. See, Mo, this is, I've been with an aging player and I've, I've been an aging player myself. As a guard, I knew I only had to go from three point to three point line. The bigs have to go from baseline to baseline. So if I put LeBron at the five, I'm putting two, three extra miles on his body during the course of a game because he's running farther. Yep. So if I can shorten the game up for this man by letting him play the one a little bit, letting him play the two a little bit, three and the four. Why? Because I always want to have them in position to where he can be the best version of himself. Where's the best version of himself? Defensively, never allowing him to be attacked mm-hmm. by any player in isolation, but always putting him like Casey Jones used to do with Larry Bird. He's always in the help position. Yeah. And LeBron's a fantastic help defender. So now that helps the team. Russell Westbrook, you may not be the defender you once was, but I need you to defend and run the lanes and attack the basket because playing downhill Mo is a part of the business that we're in. And you mean to tell me Russell Westbrook with all that athletic ability still, if I could throw him the ball on the move. Yep. Way harder to stop. Way harder to stop. That's a, but if I put him at the top of the key and he's got to read Walk the, defense, the ball up and the, the defense ball, is set. That's and... not what he does. No. So Mo, that's on me. So, so we're saying have LeBron at the point and Russell on a two. You could have LeBron at the point. You can have Russell. I don't care. Because Everybody's the, playing the small ball is, anyway. The problem is they don't have an actual point guard on the team. Exactly. LeBron James. Listen, is their best point LeBron guard. James led the league, <laughs> LeBron James led the league in assists just a year ago, right? Or whatever. They yeah, a couple years year, ago. Whatever. Yeah. A couple of years ago. But you know when they played their best basketball is when, R- when Rondo would come in because that would give LeBron James the ability to move around the court and how many teams have the luxury of bringing in a Rondo to run the team and then just putting LeBron James where he can just score, score points and then not have to worry about managing the game, getting this guy involved. Do you know how much of a luxury that is? 
And ironically, Mo. they just traded Rondo to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, so Mo, when I saw them trading Rondo and not replacing Rondo, I kept saying to myself, what is going on? Are they? Am I missing something? Mm-hmm. You cannot have LeBron James on a team where he is the primary ball handler, the secondary ball handler, and he's got to score 30 points, and he has to defend. Mo, it doesn't work. Yep. Now, I don't – so as a leader, I'm looking at it going, okay, LeBron, I, I, I respect the fact that you still have confidence that you can do it. But it's I got unfair to make him try to do it. To do it at 37. So Mo, I'm looking at him going, I got to find somebody who is ready to accept the role of coming off this bench and can manage the game. Because LeBron, I need you to score. Yep. Because you are a player in this league that should be able to at least draw a double team 75 to 85% of the time, which yep. will benefit our team. And if I have LeBron James out there initiating the offense, Mo, that doesn't serve me. That, what does that serve me? LeBron James passes it up to, to THT and, <laughs> and goes and fills the corner. What does that do for me, Mo? <laughs> well, well, this like, is I, the team they've got, though. They chose to stick with this team. They chose to hey. get rid of Rondo. They chose not to bring in any other point guards. So this is what they're left with. And now they're okay. in a battle for playing positions. You guys laughed at me yesterday when we were in the studio and, and JD said, shout out to JD, JD said, the Lakers and the Pelicans on tonight. And I said, that's the battle for the 10th seed in the West. Everyone laughed at me. But here they are. Yeah. Not a link for the 10th seed in the West. And Mo, without question, that's here. Now, Mo, the Lakers have to do, and let's sum this up. They have to have a heart-to-heart conversation on what's the direction with this franchise. And you know the worst part? Because LeBron James... Go ahead. What's the worst part? If they miss the playoffs and they end up with a top 10 pick in the draft, it goes to New Orleans, the team that just came in their building and whooped them. This is the problem that they're going to be faced with. I'm going to say it, and it needs to be addressed here. What are you going to do moving forward? Yeah. Executives have to be concerned about now because they have an aging roster, but they also have to be concerned about the future. The executives and the owner have to be involved with that. The coach and the players are only concerned about now. And you cannot rely on a where LA will get a big free agent. Big, why? Do that. Why? Because that's not real. Outside not from realistic. LeBron James, who's the biggest? When was the last time the Lakers got a big free agent? Aside from LeBron, if we look so, and, and and aside from LeBron, let's look look at all the years before. They had Kobe Bryant on the roster. Even Kobe, rest in peace with all his greatness, they didn't have big free agents walking through that door. I, I, I don't know who they're going to get to play with AD, that, who's not there for half the season. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I Insane all of this, bro. We can put it in a nice boat now. What are they going to do? Okay. They're not going to be able to trade Russell Westbrook. Even though he has an expiring contract after next year. So that leaves you with Anthony Davis or LeBron James. I don't think anyone wants to be the GM that traded LeBron. Okay. I don't think there's a GM that wants to, would say, we're going to trade him. And what are you going to give up to get him? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone wants to say that. 
But if you are a GM, you're going, why am I going to give up what, I, what, all these players that have to get him? And then he's going to, he could be gone after next year. Yep. And he's already said he's going to play wherever his son is. Basketball wise, I understand it, but this is a business. Yep. It's got to work. It's got to work on both. It's got to work on both levels. Why would I give up young players for a player who's on the last year of a deal? Yep. Young and I don't know how long that player. No, I'm not, I'm not doing you, it. You only now, see those trades when players commit to saying, I'll sign an extension after you trade me. Well, even if you are signing an extension, you can't re- forget, Mo, he's 37. Yeah. So it'll be four years old, basically, yeah. if you sign that extension. So, so we're left with Anthony Davis. Are you, would you looking to move Anthony Davis? I, what are you going to get back? Because if you move Anthony Davis, you more or less are saying we're going into a full rebuild. I don't think it's possible the way the team is constructed. It's not like you're going to move Anthony Davis and you're going to get a player of his potential. I'm not saying <laughs> the player he is, his potential. Because if you're saying right now, if, 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 if I called you, Mo, right now and said, hey, Mo, this is what I want for Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he's a top five player. And your reply is going to be. I will laugh and hang up. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, so now that's the conversation. I'm not saying that's how it's going to go. But he is not going to. He's not got he's the not trade value get, that he once had. Exactly. Right now, because of the injuries and where he's played, where he's played and the way he's playing currently. Yep. I'm not saying next year it might be different when he comes back and he plays and he averages 30 a night. People will be like, he's back. He's he's that Anthony. But right now, he's not that. Yep. And he's not going to get that back in return. So if you know that and you go to trade him, what are you saying to LeBron then? Because mm. you're not going to get that back. Yep. So what can they do, Mo? I don't think there's anything they can they're do. They're stuck. They're, they're stuck, stuck right now. Right now. I and, then, and, and then, okay, let's, let's play this looking into the future. LeBron leaves at the end of his contract in two years from now. Same season, Russell okay. Westbrook's gone. You've still got Anthony Davis. Healthy, not healthy. I don't know what his situation will be. Hopefully healthy, fingers crossed. But then what are you doing? You're just hoping that you're going to get, because you tra- traded away, all your, your next pick comes in 2027. And the Lakers were adamant on not moving that at the deadline. So what, what is really your move? You, LeBron goes, Westbrook's off your books. Okay, cool. You've got some salary cap room to breathe in. But you literally will have a roster with Anthony Davis and Talon Horton Tucker. And, okay, and that's maybe it. Okay, let me let me tell you, let me tell you about this. All right, Mo. I'm gonna say this and I'm and I'm gonna whisper this because you know I don't like I'm not criticizing anybody. When you're building these teams and you have what's called roster construction, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. The Lakers have a major problem because all of their eggs are in one basket. Yep. And and we criticize the Golden State Warriors for you know not trading their young players for a player that can come in and help them now. But you have to look at it like this. If Clay Thompson goes out with another injury, Draymond Green stays out with his injury, and Steph Curry is is gone, or even if he's playing and he's the only guy that, you still have a bunch of 19, 20, 21-year-olds. So credit to the Warriors. So credit to the Warriors, Kaminga, Wiseman, Jordan Poole, and all of these guys. Mo, you cannot build a team around this. Age 
is, is it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's it, we're all it's fun watching Steph Curry and these guys. Believe it or not, age is going to catch everybody. And this is what happens in sports. The organization has to be prepared for that day. And you can look at the Warriors right now. Look at this guy, Kuminga, right now. Way better than they're taking expected. a long they're they're taking a long-term approach with this guy Wiseman. Why? Because if Wiseman has to suddenly play extended minutes for any reason, they want to know what they're doing. They probably could bring him back now or whatever. Yeah, I don't but, know what his case is. If you can get him right and injury free, you don't want to bring him back free. and get injured again. That kid was the top two pick in the NBA draft. He's a seven-foot player. He can score the ball. He can play defense. Listen, the Warriors are set up nicely. The Lakers are going through the mud right now. And I need a prediction to round up this episode, B. Where do you see them finishing this season? Right now, they're in the ninth season. I don't... I don't see I don't see them finishing above 10. I, I really They're don't. They're three and a half games behind the LA Clippers who are without Kawhi Leonard. I, I don't and see Paul them. George. And, and I'm gonna tell you why I don't see them. It's because Mo, I don't know how I haven't looked at their schedule in depth, but they have to play every game. And they've got a tough they schedule. have to play in back and they have to play in back to backs. And and Mo, they don't have the depth. Anthony Davis is not gonna be playing. And let's, this is just going to get more. Let's look at their month in March. The Dallas okay. Mavericks, one of the best defenses in the league. The LA Clippers, who have won their last six games against them. The Golden State Warriors, who are in second place in the Western Conference. Then you've got the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Wizards, where you can maybe build some momentum. Then you've got to face the Phoenix Suns. Then you've got to face the Toronto Raptors. The Minnesota Timberwolves, who are going to be out for blood because they might be seeing them in the play-in. Then the Toronto Raptors again in Toronto. Okay, cool. You get to play the Wizards. Then you've got to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Then the Philadelphia 76ers. Then you got to see the Pelicans again. Then you got to see the Dallas Mavericks. And then you got to see the Jazz. Now, of all of those, I'm looking at maybe four of those fixtures where you're confident in the Lakers taking a win. The rest of them, they, they could take... I, I think they can go and beat the Houston Rockets. I think they could go beat the Washington okay, Wizards. Here's, but, here's why I'm not confident, Mo. Here's why I'm not confident. It's because this is the NBA, and the Lakers aren't scaring anybody. Listen to me, Mo. A lot of times you win in this league because people are like, oh, man, I'm playing the Lakers tonight, man. We can't beat them. Mm-hmm. We're just going to try to keep it close. Oh, now it's open season. Is that what you're saying? Now, hey, 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 hey. Now they're saying, the coaches are saying, this is a winnable game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, Mo, I'm just telling you. I, I'm telling you what I know. I ain't telling you what I heard. Hey, I respect it. I'm telling you what. I, now people are saying, "Hey, this is a winnable game." The Houston Rockets, uh, Coach Silas is saying, "Hey, fellas, this is a winnable game." <laughs> he ain't saying what you saying. He's saying this is a winnable game. Now, okay, maybe we can't beat the Warriors, or maybe we can't beat Philly, but hey, this is a game that I expect you guys. We're gonna be competitive in this game. And we're gonna win this game. Look at the Pistons. Yeah. Pistons. Pistons are Three playing. Of their last four. Okay. You understand. This is the NBA. These guys are good. And now they're saying, hey man, these are winnable games. And I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what's going around this league, Mo. Hit me. Everybody feels 
now when they play the Lakers in the Staples Center, this is a winnable game. Yep. They're 18 and 15 at home, and they're 9 and 18 on the road. That is horrible. All right, everybody. Mo, Mo, this team has lost and had some bad losses. When they play the Portland Trailblazers, let me tell you what Chauncey Billups is saying. Anthony I know Simons. he can't see it publicly. Anthony Simons, go he's get saying, him. <laughs> he's saying, hey, man, this, this is a winnable game. man. It's time to go cook, Mr. Simons. Go get him, young killer. Okay. You understand. I'm here you for it. You got understand, Mo. Nothing that, that, would make me happier than the Lakers losing every oh, single game in the month on, of Mo. March. Hey, 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 Mo, Mo, I'm with you when you're right now. Come on now. Hey, no, but what I will say is I, I, I hope they finish in the play-in spots. I, I do hope they finish in the playing spots because be the Western Conference play-in is, I think both conference play-ins are going to be so exciting. The Raptors, the Nets, the Hornets, and the Hawks right now currently sit in those spots for the East. The Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pelicans sit in those spots for the West. So right now, Lakers have got some work to do. We're going to yes. see if they can figure it out. We want to hear from you yes. guys at home. Tweet us your yes. thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers. Get involved in the conversation. And we could be back tomorrow with another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Yes. Sponsored by NBA 2K22. And Mo, can we do one thing? Yes. Leave the Lakers alone. Hey, we, we yeah. just had to. Let's move we, on, just, Mo. we just had to, though. Yeah, yeah. We just had to. I know it. Yeah, leave them alone. Like, but I'm going to tell you guys this. If you guys want to live in a world where the Lakers are a very successful franchise... Hit the link in our description and get yourself a copy of NBA 2K22 because that's the only place they're winning a championship this year. And on that note, we'll be back to talking basketball tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you are funny. <laughs> uh, we'll be back talking basketball tomorrow. There's a lot to talk about. We're getting closer and closer to Kevin Durant returning to the lineup. I'm excited for that. See if the Nets can turn their season around and, you know, the the, the Heat and the Bulls clashing at the top of the Eastern Conference. Hey, listen, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early. In the meantime, get buckets.